0: Three people, on the and when I get nervous, I walk, and usually I speak too quickly. So, if you understanding understand, it, you just keep it to yourself and pretend you did. I'd be very, very careful who you talk to you about that because the person who wrote that is dangerous. Huh. We've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> By pressing record? No. Uh, yeah. Pressing record 164 times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've probably said enough shit to get canceled by now if somebody would just listen to it.
0: if they That's true. I guess the, our four listeners are five now. Yeah. I was... Um, I was they don't to, have enough power to actually cancel us. <laughs> even yeah, if, they, yeah, yeah. even if they all five united. Yeah, they don't have enough poll. <laughs> um, I was trying to think
1: about, like, don't take this the wrong way. But I'm what right. what kind of good could I do for humanity in, in like, my lifetime? Like, what could I start that would be good? And this is the thing that first came to me. This is, like, a if c- I could... A country? You know, yeah, if I could turn... <laughs> a specific word into like uh, like a, a faux pas like you use the word and you're like dear god there's children in the room and that word is politi- oh, yeah. political
0: <laughs> I thought it was going to be homeostasis <laughs> it's like we turned the old safe word into an unsafe word I was like,
1: can you imagine how the conversation would change if like you just like if you the know, word political was like a swear word
0: that yeah. children shouldn't hear.
1: Yeah, like saying liberal is like saying my my vagina or like you know, talking about something very intimate that you shouldn't bring up in
0: public. Like how So if so if politics uh-huh. was the synonym for sodomy. Porn. Oh okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well I was thinking turn it into porn. Okay. Like yeah.
0: politics is porn. Yeah. Oh, well, Holy shit! We
1: aren't far off, are we? No, there's just as much fucking going on. There's just not as much
0: nudity involved. Yeah, Ex- yeah. and there's a seems to be a lot more uh, pitching than catching, <laughs> or excuse me, a lot more catching yeah, than yeah, pitching. Yeah, yeah. More more catchers than pitchers. There's probably one like. percent pitching. <laughs> yeah, and
1: ninety nine percent just <laughs> taking it. <laughs> I don't. Know, that was my. I was. So the more I think about it, I'm like, the the more you kind of i don't know pull normal uh societal you know i would say dark edges of society yeah. or whatever you you pull that to the forefront and you you reduce what's actually at our sight all the time which is this like narrative that it's appropriate to shout your beliefs and your view about
0: the world at all times i'm completely okay with well saying mm-hmm. shouting's a bit much but you know if you get you know if no one's paying attention then you try and wave your arms and jump up and down and shout yeah. so that um i think that's appropriate to sort of share your beliefs in and in a way to communicate with other people but when you're trying to make other motherfuckers believe what you believe yeah as it make force compel mm-hmm. um i i uh I have a hard time <laughs> it, it's it's problematic for me it's not quite political but it's problematic
1: I, I think that's <laughs> I, that's a I mean you could take you could take politics out of it and and just talk about any subject where you're trying to convince somebody of your side and you really like there's really no reason to do it um other than to convince yourself or to oh, get yeah thought, right? if I can
0: get them to believe then it reinforced you know because I was Obviously insecure, or I wouldn't have been shouting. Right, like I wasn't certain of my beliefs or secure in them. But if I can convince others, yeah, then their similar beliefs reinforce, assures me that I'm I'm on the right path. I'm believing the right thing. I'm saying the right words. I'm following the right pied fucking piper.
1: I mean, but this is this is kind of the like I man, I I'm okay with people sharing things almost oh, yeah. in the same degree that I'm okay with whatever you might see on an erotic film. I'm okay with it. But it doesn't need to be in front of me all the time. And if it just had the same like social appropriateness of when this thing is like when you can share this thing. Yeah. You know, watching two hobos bang it out in the middle of the street isn't something I think they should be able to do the act. It's just where it's appropriate to do. Wait, wait fighting banging it out or the other i mean yeah the other okay <clears throat> only because we have you know a pregnant one behind our building apparently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so i i mean that didn't happen in a home i don't think the, it, definitely happened camping it, urban it, camping urban some urban camping some
0: urban urban and pregnant i don't I, um <laughs> oh speaking of behind the building <laughs> remember we were so we went out there and we saw that big-ass hole in the ground. And oh, yeah, yeah. was like researching, like, what makes a hole that big? Mm-hmm. And then um, went back there with Charlotte, the hound dog, and, and she's not, mm-hmm. a, you know, the only thing that she's ever demonstrated, apparently, um, in Montana, any fear of, is mountain lions. Oh, right. Or, you know, big cats, yeah. big-ass fucking cats. And uh, she wasn't down with what was going on with that hole at all. And uh, so that led me down the road of like, okay, and since we have seen, there was video of a mountain lion yep. in the, um, across the railroad tracks on the on the hillside from us. Um, uh, like, okay, well, how does the, you know, what do they, where do they sleep? You know, what do they do? But apparently they're not very good diggers. They're not, they're yeah. not into it. I like to find shit, you know, pre-made and just move in, you know, maybe kill something that was there yeah. and then move in. Um, uh, and so the other day I was out back and <laughs> you want to know what lives in that hole? Huh? It is one big ass motherfucking rat. No shit. Yeah, and the reason the hole is so—it's not like a rat the size of a dog, right. you know. Right. Yeah. How'd that Bowie song go? Diamond dogs. Rats <laughs> the size of cats. Yeah. Yeah. Something the size of dogs. Um. Anyway, uh, it, it's not that big. But it's it's dry soil, so it's just erosion. Like the more times in and out, it the hole just widens and widens and widens. Oh no shit. Yeah. But this is not an insignificant rat. Like no. Like I mean a twenty two would do it. But maybe. But but he might it might take two. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck. This fucking, that is a big ass fucking that is hole. A big ass fucking hole lived in by a pretty good size cur- yeah.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Do you have a sh- suppressor on the Twenty two The yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
1: Oh we have a we have a fucking perfectly functioning compound bow that we could test
0: out. That's that's true. That'd be uh that'd be um Well, we just you just have to bait it and that wouldn't really be fair. <sighs> I mean I could just siphon some gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <and> just <laughs> light it up. Fucking
1: drop a hose in there. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That That's a good defense. There was somebody just posted this video. I think it was Apex Predator posted a video of somebody trying to hijack somebody at a gas station. Uh-huh. Uh, and this van pulls up. The guy's filling up his car. And, yeah. like, thugs get out. They're running all around the car. And he pulls out the gas yeah, just sprays lever, and everyone. just starts yeah. spraying everybody. Yeah. And they just, like, run, get back in
0: the van, drive off. And drive off. Yeah. Like, that was That's a fucking fantastic idea well so there was a hypothetical and i think it was put out by uh you know it was i, I think it was glover that did it that that put this up on you know on Instagram you know, about like hey you're a you know you're you're at the gas station mm-hmm. and blah 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 and this happens you know you're you're, you're you got the gas pump in your dominant hand mm-hmm. and so you can't access your weapon and blah 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 and and asked people how they would address it. And like, I read through all these things Mm -hmm. and, you know, and it took a long time, a lot of comments before someone, um, that that being me, um, said fucking everybody gets doused. Like, Yeah. Like everybody gets covered in gasoline. It's like I saw it in Zoolander. That I know, I know, I know how this ends. We know how
1: gasoline fight ends. Exactly. That's actually pretty funny. Which, yeah, there's a, well, there's now there's a video of it proving your uh, theory. There you go. That's pretty good. Uh, it must be. It it would go south quick. So I think we could get the rat with that. Yeah. Or we just let it hang out. I mean, like, I
0: no, it's cool. I mean, as long as it's not. I mean, they breed a lot, right? I guess. I mean, I mean, I've heard fuck like rabbits. Fuck, that is a but. Babe. I've never heard fuck, fuck like rats. I have heard. Like, I mean, but there are the the there are plenty of them in certain places. So I have heard reprise. hotter
1: than two rats fucking in a wool sock.
0: That's warm. That's a <laughs> lot, that's a lot of friction. <laughs> oh man! And so, what is rat style? because <laughs> <laughs> you know we got you know doggy and yeah and we know what those religious folks did the missionaries and and um <laughs> that's, that's re- about that's about those, where it ends for me those religious folks like <laughs> jesus christ yeah i
1: don't know what rat would be other than i don't know i during a nuclear winter they breed because isn't it rats roaches and coyotes that will survive basically anything I, that makes good sense to me i mean i've been Trevor turned me on to this book, uh, Coyote America, by uh, Dan Flores. Okay, who wrote American Serengeti Who is really good, and I didn't know he wrote this. And essentially, the whole book is about coyotes. This sounds wonderful. It's actually. really fucking cool, <laughs> and it's like, man, how I mean, all of the lore behind the coyote is kind of it's, um, it's well deserved, and not not from when. Uh, Europeans came and kind of created their own culture around mm-hmm. it, so they mostly go back to like the Aztec um, in the in the coyote or whatever they would call it, and almost all of like, their which is
0: which is the term for clever jokester,
1: yeah, the trickster, it, the w- trickster. W- what yeah. they're talking about it, uh, is Old Man America. So their deity, the coyote deity, was basically who formed the world. <laughs> And, and and it had a lot to do because it's a trickster and that's why life is so complex. That's why you die because, you know, the coyote was playing a game and didn't like certain. It was, it's phenomenally interesting. And one of the things that they'll see is like the reason they're, you know, really revered and kind of well respected is because they are so
0: much like humans. No, so that's why we don't like them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't I like mean, them it, now, as, right? As
0: it, it now, that, yeah, yeah, as as modern human beings who are completely disconnected from nature and yes. you know the, the 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 spiritual aspect of nature and yeah. the connection of different animals and their the uh, expression of their uh, I don't know their 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 natural inclinations, I guess.
1: I mean, they're they're Cause, like because uh, we are
0: definitely not always down with our own natural For sure. <laughs> and I think
1: that's kind of what it, it, the book is pointing to is like how... So there's a thing called like fission fusion, which is a very human quality of our ability to to be social. Splitting and, also and then putting isolating. back together? Well, so yeah, f- like the one and then the many, right? So the fission fusion is like isolation and socialization. And okay. so we're one of the... F- only predators that can be both isolated and be fine and survive and also be social and survive. And coyotes are the same. And then there's this like so they're the only large predator that's survived the Pleistocene extinction. Oh no shit. Yeah, they're like the oldest predator. So it's a canine cockroach. Yeah. That well that's why they say they survive everything. Even when humans try to decimate them for a two hundred year yeah. kind of deal. And then it has Man, it gets into it's really cool because it gets into like the political where, um, like the federal government comes in and, and sanctions basically mass death because they're starting to support ranchers and all of these things. And they killed like a million coyotes a year and never changed their numbers.
0: Like, because I think there is, I think there's a thing. It's like, ah, one of those yeah. is dead. So, oh, yeah. you three get fucking or four or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, they call differently after that. Yeah,
1: their their mating call goes up and the hormones change so that they. I think they change their actual schedule for how quickly they can procreate and raise young. They're <laughs> like, oh, we're being hunted. Let's breed. You're like, well, fuck, Good, fuck you guys. <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I think,
0: uh, and I don't, I, I could look this up on uh, it, right now, but I'm gonna have to paraphrase and like draw from memory, which um, uh, I, I saw a sign today that said you know alcohol can permanently affect your memory and i was like i i i kind of love that actually if that would actually <laughs> finally happen um so so i'm not totally trusting this but i believe uh state of idaho has just issued like you know like a massive number of culling permits for, for okay. wolves oh really yeah so i'm like uh, oh uh I, now I got to look it up cuz m- when I say massive and people don't understand necessarily um like what the wolf population um I is mean, and has be and has become and who's against it uh I mean how big are the that I mean in Canada
1: they have those super packs right those wolf super packs that are are in the thousands is that right
0: so there so this is uh, as of as of May 3rd um Let's see. So a bill was passed. They're, they're going to tr- basically try and eliminate 90. Let's see. Well, much of the alarm on social media is over the claims that 90 percent of Idaho's wolves will perish if this bill becomes a law. Numerous hunting groups and wildlife experts say it's not likely to happen. But the AIM um, Senate Bill 1211. So Idaho Department of Fish and Game estimates there are roughly 1500 wolves statewide. And uh, they're gonna try and get rid of. that. So the number I had in my head of being ninety percent was like fourteen hundred yeah. wolves that were gonna and letting you know people uh, chop them from helicopters and however. Oh no shit! Yeah. Um, so it it whatever. There's like, like it'll be hard to like find the actual truth of, of of this idea, but apparently you know ranchers are like hey yeah. You know, you're, you you got to take them. They're they're fucking like rats in a wool sock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're fucking up our. Well, that, that, was, that and, was and they and they're coming. You know, and they're and they're and they're getting. You know, they're coming in and getting livestock. And yeah, that's that's gonna be the argument of you know always is you know humans in you know uh, in in relationship with nature and then mm-hmm. we you know it, with our brains we think we're smart so well oh, we gotta get rid of them because they're predators right. and then later we're like, no we need to get them back because now there's we only have a too many few pests. of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then because we thought, just like with micronutrient mm-hmm. supplementation, that if I just overdose on vitamin C, then all my right. other shit will bit get better. Um <laughs> it's just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, you, Uh, express our will on this one particular species and that will never upset the entire balance because we're humans and we're smart and we know that you know yeah and we can think
1: we can see everything yeah i mean i i I (laughs) think the obviously the threat to like livestock i think if i if i remember correctly i would be totally wrong about this but there was a super pack in canada that decimated an entire ranch like they killed every livestock there like it was like in the thousands and they did it in one night you just like walk out and there's a thousand dead cows just carcasses and you're like well fuck
0: (laughs) i'm sorry for your loss yeah thoughts and prayers however it's metal as fuck it's metal as fuck (laughs) jesus christ god like can you think of I mean, except for, you know, maybe the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. Can you think of any better description of something than bloodbath? Yeah, right. Yeah. (coughs) Or rain and blood. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the, the the nature thing is kind of interesting because you're obviously there's a balance there. Obviously, most people like naturalists really started to realize it in the you know, late 19th century, especially early 20th century, when you started to have like, you know, presidents that got onto this nature kick. Yeah. But apparently Thomas Jefferson was a huge naturalist. Like he was trying to preserve a lot of what was going on. And then you didn't really see that same thing until um, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. Who was like a,
0: you know, bison hunter kind of, kind of deal. I mean, conservationist in the true Right, or sort yeah. of original definition of the term, and mm. responsible for you know the creation of national parks.
1: Uh, yeah, that, uh, that was never. That and was, then, yeah, which stolen kind of on land?
0: Deal. Yes, sure.
1: I mean, I'm fine
0: giving it back.
1: You know, They're, those tribes are still alive. Yeah. If you guys feel bad about it, we should probably just give it back. I I would love to watch that happen. I'd be like, see a Puget Sound go back to the you know the people that were dealt with poorly. And yeah. you could make amends You could like all this talk about You
0: know reparations And you're like You know it wasn't Isn't Seattle as a city Isn't that like isn't the name Of the entire city culturally appropriated And shouldn't it be changed And just like maybe no You know what should happen Um, The, the same shit That happened to the you know The statues of Lincoln and stuff I should just tear down Seattle Yeah Burning. Well, fucking bulldoze it. It Get might not be a super be. pack in there to eat all those motherfuckers, <laughs> all of them in one night.
1: It might not be that far from it, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think our world Holy is shit. that far from Burning. Do you know
0: how many there was uh, the, the number of <laughs> uh, p- police officers that have resigned in Seattle? Oh yeah After everything They're just like Well you're not Going to support us And you like All this And every time We have some interaction With some You know Segment of the population And it like Turns shit for us And they just all You know like Oh awesome So you're going to get So get Because you know Who they're going to hire After that Hmm. All those incredible Tip of the spear Motherfuckers Who work for TSA Right now (laughs) They get get to become Cops in Seattle Tip of the spear (laughs) TSA Same thing
1: Yeah I mean that's a That's a yeah this is kind of the demise and not to like it just makes sense to me that and the reason it makes sense i think is a our disconnection from nature yeah like no one's connected
0: to our food supply and i think um there's bad things happening like let's just say the the murder rate increase in portland oh over the last year 733 percent no shit no shit well, right. I uh, just maybe just means it was super fucking peaceful before. But
1: Sure, yeah, it was like a utopia. Yeah. And those asshole trumpers had to go there and start all that shit. Exactly. It's their fault. <laughs> it's like the amount of blame that can be placed on Well, it's Isn't there the blame is on the people who can't fix the fucking problem. Oh, yeah. Isn't that that should be the problem? <laughs> From whoa. what I can tell, whoa,
0: whoa, easy, easy there, man. Well, okay, here's a here's a good, good one. Okay,
1: one. So, to try to take it away from people. Yeah, why the fuck do we have lawns? Right, in, in a in like
0: we're starting to be warned about an you know an upcoming drought. Uh, uh, upcoming, holy shit! It's been ten years. that like the state of Utah has been in you know in drought conditions or yeah. very close to for a really long time. For sure, and but I think we don't have the golf course. Like Las Vegas shouldn't fucking exist. No, the, the amount most of California of, shouldn't exist. exactly the amount of water. If somebody would just, you know, you know, you know, there's some dams on the Colorado River. I mean, right? Some yeah, big, a couple. Yeah, take those over, starve California, fuck them.
1: Well, yeah. So Utah, I didn't know or this, but Utah m- them out makes. Or whatever. M- we're a wealthy city because of our water rights. Right, The reason we have most of our wealth in this state and we remain pretty, I would say, equitable, like we, we keep a yeah. pretty good balance in the economy, is because we sell
0: off like 90% of our water. I didn't know that. That's not going to be possible since soon because yeah. uh, fastest growing state in the fucking union yeah. last year or two years, in the last yeah. two years, or something like that. Yeah.
1: Well, Lake Powell is down to like 25%. Yeah, it's the lowest that it's ever been in its history. Mm-hmm. So it's barely being able to turn those turbines because the pressure has changed. Yeah. And so you're starting to this is what I mean by like, man, like people are bitching about, you know, what pronoun to call them and you're like there there's like significant problems going on. California will be on fire within 2 months, do you say? Oh, I think it'll be sooner. And I think you could average yeah. the burn rate and say that at least a fucking couple hundred thousand acres will burn. Um, and that is largely to do to the density of the population but the lack of water and also the lack of responsibility from individuals living in that environment yeah and when i look at it it was like uh, there's i don't know if this is correct but maybe it got the million or billion wrong 75 billion acres of lawn in the united states which requires trillions of gallons of water for fucking what like grass is the most the grass the 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 what's it called? The blue um yeah whatever that grass strain, strain is. Yeah. yeah. That is like the most unhospitable kind of grass to life. Like you're not yeah. even you're not growing anything worth eating or even for other things that we could eat. Animals can't even eat it. Bugs can't like live in it. And so you have this like it's
0: just this like this thought where you're like why the fuck is this legal? It seeds with genetically injected Roundup in it, so like no weeds will grow it, in your fucking lawn. And,
1: exactly. Yeah. And so that it's like it takes chemicals, be in the like millions of gallons, and yeah. then water in the you know trillions of gallons, and yet what is it a feature of? It's like, you know where lawn care came from? No. The French. <laughs> And the patriarch in versailles in proving that you have so much abundance that you could waste it
0: that's yeah. that's literally what it represents is this esteemed rich class well so we know wasting. how it exists yeah. and we know why it exists here yeah. then because if that is if there is some cultural memory of that mm-hmm. then having a nice lawn proves that you're something yeah, exactly yeah you, uh, you have enough wealth to waste i
1: have so much abundance that i can waste and now we're facing, like, we don't have enough fucking water for people to drink, and it's yeah. now logically more expensive than Coca-Cola to buy bottled, What, which makes no sense, and yet no one is being like, hey, guys, let's just, you know, ban this thing. You're not allowed lawn care, and yeah. wh- why wouldn't you want something that integrates with the place that you live anyway? You chose to live there.
0: Yeah, we live in a fucking desert yeah. here in Utah, and yet you want to... and. And it, it, I, I'm probably not even okay with the occasional golf course, but um, uh, j- just the fact of like, hey, Zeroscape, yeah, yeah. What was growing? You know, what was here before? Let me look up this. The, this the, you know, be before that, you all—all uh, all of you that thought you were smarter than everybody else and <laughs> wanted to demonstrate that—you know—super abundance, right? Um, d- uh, well, you kind of fucked everyone. We, I mean, we sure. I've had lawns one of the actual when um we originally bought a house in salt lake was in holiday which was uh had a different water system and the and the the lot the third of an acre lot that we bought with the house on it had two shares of water from the holiday water company and that was like one of the the, the like the value of the of the property itself it's like okay you can have it comes with water rights <laughs> Which, uh, you know, apparently in the future are going to be worth fighting for Uh, or over or it will be fought over. Yeah. Because of all the bad behavior that has helped to create uh, such shortages and that kind of thing.
1: So when I when I think about like the things to to change, like how this is not on the top of every like it's a really simple fix. Sorry, you don't have some super high maintenance manicured thing that costs us, yeah, you know, trillions of gallons of
0: water, and uh, on on your uh, on your private property, which yeah, which yeah, you pay for the water use and that kind of thing, but it's it's insignificant. Let's just say, okay, public space, public land, parks, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Let's keep those green spaces, sure, and then this other thing. Uh, you know, I mean, our our current leader is talking about, you know, what it means to be a patriot. And apparently getting vaccinated is one of those things. Um, but how about, um, you know, letting the lawn go so that other people can drink?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a really weird kind of concept. I was looking for this post that had like um, somebody talked about this. It's not like I got it on my own. But when, it, when I realize how like we're looking at buying property right now. And yeah. one of the properties we're looking at, we really liked because there's no place to put a lawn. Therefore the HOA
0: can't require it. But if it's where I think it is, um, water rights up in that area are also a pretty significant issue.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Up, and especially off the backside in, uh, where we're actually looking in Alpine. Okay.
0: Um, so the HOA oh, I thought, re- requires I a, were, Oh, up in, in immigration. But, um, oh, right. cause I remember when, uh, a friend of mine bought bought a house up there, just like not even like maybe a not even a third of the way up the canyon, Sunnyside Lane. Yeah, I think. And, um, and and part of the process, the due diligence thing, was like, oh, this fucking house has no water rights. Right. And then it had to be negotiated. In the, and does that in the, in the make it that... almost worthless? Right? Oh fuck yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's
1: actually pretty interesting. I mean, that's uh, some of our clients that have uh, land down in uh, Alpine. They, um, they, man the fucking water right fight between them and the city goes on every year. It's like something totally different. Oh, here's the the numbers on it. So, yeah, here it is. In America's lawns, lawn maintenance consumes nearly 3 trillion gallons of water, 200 million gallons of gas, and 70 million pounds of pesticides every year. So why are we talking about eating beef as a problem when people are mowing their lawns with, like...
0: (laughs) And... And this is, this would be a very good way for people to maybe start to understand economics. Because I've been uh, reading a little bit and listening to some different podcasts and panel discussions about, you know, why, you know, when you basically make money out of thin air mm-hmm. you know it should have no value and right uh, uh, but but because we agree that it does or a certain amount um, I, I mean just, I'm, I'm not yet able to wrap my head around because uh, the idea that that um, we can just print more paper and thereby create more value that works <laughs> if, like that right if, if there's a finite supply as in with water then it has value and misspending it costs something like there is a there's a, there's a penalty for waste there's a penalty there are penalties for mismanagement right of any form of wealth um that that is in finite supply and then i see people like oh we're going to create this new currency i'm like well how do you give the currency value you know like okay we're going to start a a new cryptocurrency mm-hmm Apart from the energy costs, mm-hmm. which is I think where the value is derived from, the, from, from cryptocurrency, yeah, yeah, it, um, because it takes a
1: certain amount of power to decipher crypt, encryption, right? Yeah, or, or
0: I mean, I don't know. So where where's the crypt crypt? Where are the crypts? Where do you where the, crypts sorry, where the crypts? Where do you mine the stuff? That's what I'm going like, to start. I'm just going right. to call something. Crypt coin, yeah, and then <laughs> I mean, there'll be a there'll be bandana. a value of a blood coin, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I, there was a headline today. It was an article I could not read, but apparently <laughs> the lady from the um the tiger show, whatever the fuck that was called,
1: oh um, crypto tiger, whatever ki- uh, ki- uh, ki- oh, Baskin, Bas- Carol Baskin.
0: Okay, so she's gonna she has announced her plans to start a a cat based. You know, because there's like a dog, the clone, d- d- Yeah, d- d- yeah there, there's a dog crypto cryptocurrency yeah. and she's going to start a cat one. And I'm like, well, how do you just start that? Do you get your friends at the mall and you like, I don't know, get, I'll get, agree on a design of what it's going to look like. And then it just has value. Like, I don't get it. And I'm feeling real stupid. No, I don't think <laughs> uh, there's some, I don't think most people get it. Okay. Um,
1: but so take out the what they call the joke coins okay right so doggy client e. was a joke um and it's doing well based off of anything that yeah. gets popular it's like it's it's vhs it's what whatever it is yeah right it becomes the popular thing so it becomes successful just based off of numbers generally um, uh, if i understand it correctly because i'm not super well read on it but a, a cryptocurrency usually solves a problem. Like it usually, and, and that problem is usually um, in some kind of transactional anonymity or contract writing, you need it to be certified. And the certification process is, is protected by a math problem. So there's only one problem for each transaction that mm-hmm. can be possibly solved so in the original like bitcoin was kind of the meta look at how um the blockchain works so you can like layer these things on top of each other so that they're you're publicly aware of the transactions there's no you can't fudge the books Mm. um that that's what made it valuable is because now transaction has a record and then you got things like Litecoin, and they were a playoff of another problem that needed to be solved. So he gets, uh, I forgot what the one, the one uh, Ripple was trying to take care of international transactions between banks to get rid of their system that was in place. It was like $35 per transaction, and it takes like two days to go through so this one was instantaneous and and it's cheap. So th- their problem that they're solving is: look, we can encrypt it and make this transaction process certified, so that nobody has to worry about anything. I think because of the like, oh, you can just take this you know free code that was given by Satoshi or whatever, and that that code has underlining properties of cryptocurrency. You put a different name on it, and you can kind of start your own thing. It's like start, think about it like this. It's like starting your own company. Okay. Right? There's a Uh. lot of companies that probably are jokes. Yeah. That are like a total, like they don't offer anything valuable, but they become popular anyway because they're funny or whatever. I mean, I I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, Krispy Kreme comes to mind. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Something (laughs) like that where you're like, man, that really shouldn't be around. It's not really adding any value. Yeah. But the value to that is like well it offers mouth pleasure to people so that so that's more value than what some of these jokes but maybe somebody starts a
0: joke company and then also within that you have the serious and then suddenly a celebrity is like super into it and then you have like some kind of fucking toxic cleansing juice product you can either drink or wear
1: yeah i want a toxic masculinity coin yeah (laughs) that's what (laughs)
0: That's the next one. Uh,
1: the, the weird thing with that, as long as
0: we can have a divine feminine coin, to yeah, with it, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it's actually, hey, let's. I got a I got a really good idea for this one. Okay, so let's have toxic masculinity on one side and then divine, and then divine feminine fem- on the on other, the other and you flip coin. it, and whatever you get is what you get. That's and, not a bad and, idea. And the value, if if it if it lands with the divine feminine up, nice. It's seventeen percent more valuable.
1: Okay, and with the toxic masculine i don't know you just get fucked these are like hit
0: points <laughs> yeah. this is like a yeah. D game that's our challenge coin from nonprofit. is the divine feminine and the toxic masculine oh, god yeah rub this coin see what happens
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good i the cryptocurrency thing is that now there's non-fungible coins yeah and those okay. i do not understand
0: where that's going I haven't. So the fellow who started the Ethereum thing, uh-huh. yeah, uh, fairly young guy when he uh-huh. started. It. I guess he's a some sort of billionaire
1: now. Easily, yeah. I mean, so under Ethereum, under Ethereum is now their own branch. Ethereum is different because they don't have a market cap. So you can look at this two two different ways. They don't have a, a market cap, so there's perpetual growth that could happen there. Okay. Or they don't have a market cap. Therefore, there is no value there because it's all ethereal.
0: (laughs) Brings me to the question of, you know, how much debt can, you know, is there a cap on the amount of debt that the Federal Reserve can create? (laughs) no which is why it's like (laughs) cryptocurrency (laughs) makes
1: just as much sense as a fiat currency yeah in some in some regards the ethereum one is interesting because they their specific thing was uh crypto contracts was the problem that they solved okay so that's the uh, uh, you know maybe i'm wrong about it but i think that that was what they're originally very popular for it was like they brought cryptocurrency into the space of contract agreement and so you could use their, and I don't know what it's used for anymore because now they have a bunch that are under the Ethereum network. Mm-hmm. They have like a, what they call a stability coin, which is a coin that's supposed to mimic a US dollar. So the, its only goal is to mimic a dollar so that you can use it for actual trade. Okay. Uh, and that that might be where the doggie coin is going, trying to get to a dollar and that would make it actually a useful thing. I think it's at 50 cents now. I mean, if If you, if you bought in at three cents, (laughs) yeah, uh, you're doing pretty good. And if it gets to a dollar, you're doing really well. I mean, you bought a thousand dollars at three cents a coin. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. That's some, I mean, a lot has to happen for that to work out. Yeah. Um, And you're going to pay huge on taxes for it, but that's a totally different story. Um, I don't, the the cryptocurrency thing I think is interesting, but it's also kind of not
0: in the same I mean, it's, okay. it's science fiction in in a way for, I mean, for, for me, I, th- I, I, I don't think
1: anything. Well, okay. I mean, I did. Own I agree some with
0: gold you. at some point and I've got but some silver around. Let's, let's talk you about know, that.
1: Cause I think that's really, I think they're all fiction. Oh, like, so well, everything is a story yeah. that that's the only way, like, that, that is kind of the nature of human beings, is we assign meaning to something through narrative, mm-hmm. and it becomes meaningful, yeah. for, and therefore it becomes valuable based off of what you assign meaning to.
0: So gold is so soft that you can't make good weapons out of it, right. so it must have other value. Jewelry? <laughs> Are, yeah, I mean, it's a precious- Adornment? <laughs> it's a precious metal, but it really doesn't serve- But, or, uh, but is it precious because of of, of a you know, relatively finite supply? and yeah, scarcity access.
1: right uh, I, well and that that's the other thing It's like i think everybody knows is like the de beers diamond hoarding right mm-hmm. like diamonds are only valuable because they hoard 90 percent of them and don't release them publicly so that they stay scarce yeah. otherwise diamonds are fairly common uh, i mean there's enough geological pressure on coal carbon mm-hmm. that can create this like carbon is not in minimal supply therefore with the right conditions you can just have a ton of them okay so that and diamonds are very good for certain things because they're hard you can cut things like it has a use there yeah gold i know it's a con uh, like a superconductor right so for electricity i think it works really well but we don't use it for that because of its scarcity yeah so instead we'll use copper or something and if i get these mixed up don't Yell
0: at me, yeah, or do, or yeah, or, Cause whatever. or correct pay. me because
1: yeah. I'm it's just like a the plebeian fucking meta analysis of what I think, yeah, is interesting. <laughs> and I'll get to the but there isn't really anything that isn't a story, right? There's, a, yeah, you're I, I was trying to tell this to Sam because he's telling me how good his raw diet is going, okay, and I'm kind of laughing because the things that he's describing, I was like, well. Yeah, I feel so good. And I feel I was like, well, I mean, looking from the outside, you don't look like you feel good because you're tired all the time. Right. <laughs> you're not training as hard. You're you're missing training. You can't focus as much from my perspective. And I was like, yeah. so you may feel good. But from my perspective, you look like shit. And your story that you're telling yourself about your diet and why you're doing it is the The only thing that gives that value. And I'm coming up with a different story that's making me not want to do it because I'm looking from my perspective. I don't want to look or act like that. Yeah. Right? I want energy to do certain things. And so something is wrong here. And that's kind of where, well, I think this, that, and you're like, listen, everything is a story. And here's one of the problems with human nature is that if we make a story about something and protect it through human suffering, A story cannot suffer. Like, there should be no reason to go to war over the story of a country, a story of a corporation, a story of a religion, a story—these things cannot suffer. If they're true and they're meaningful and they're of value, they'll survive suffering. But humans cannot survive it. So we send people to war to defend something that doesn't need defending— like an idea, a concept, something like that. Now, you, there could be a more dangerous story. And that's where you come in like, well, we want to defend against this story coming in. Because that story will make more people suffer. Now we have something different. But I think logically, there's really no story worth defending. Like, is the American Constitution so good that it's that it's worth dying for? A lot of people say yes. That is our military like that's our armed services have agreed that that story is worth dying for i think it's part of our kind of human job is to figure out what's what fiction we're worth dying for in which case can you just change the fiction can you like you know i can write this idea i I mean i've written an idea in my head about stories that are worth you know suffering for Mm -hmm. or even you know you know giving up my life for um, there's very few stories that, that that I've been able to convince myself of their like truthfulness that are worth that some have to do with f- like personal freedom and yeah. you know uh, something really like it might seem kind of um, petty but if red meat was illegal I think that's worth that's an idea like consuming my 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 freedom to consume food that I feel is healthy for me mm-hmm. that's worth dying for because I think not consuming it would end to a premature death. So I think that's where like a story about the importance of ruminant meat in yeah. my physiological system, I think is is worth it. That's why that whole thing came up. Not that Biden said this because he didn't say it. So I don't want people to freak out, but uh, he didn't come out against red meat. But Kamala Harris has come out and said publicly that they don't want, they would advise people not to eat it. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to, change laws, but it points to that direction, right? And all it is is a narrative that certain research showing that it, it causes a ecological negative function, that's the narrative that they think is going to harm them, so they're defending. So now we're just like battling stories back and forth, and I just can't get over they my just, head. And
0: they still got those nice lawns out front. Uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right, well, that's that's kind of like... Kinda like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why why do you have the nice lawn? Well, I like how it looks. No, you don't. You like what it says about you. Exactly. You like the story behind abundance and and show. Even if you don't realize it, this is in essence what it does show. It's why you have gold on your car or chrome or one of these things. Right, exactly. One of these things that (laughs) looks expensive but is not expensive. Like chrome is not expensive, actually. It's cheap metal that has a you know a, a electronic process and chemical process that make it a certain way, and and that's you can replicate that until the end of the earth. Therefore, the scarcity is not high, but we still do it
0: because the eye is is tricked by shiny by things. the shiny thing, yeah. I, and, and 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 you know the shiny thing represents the 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 scarce precious metal right. that we would like it to be. Yeah. Right? Like okay if it, if it's shiny chrome, I mean, okay, people don't um like I I don't know which of those two penta orbs over there mm. looks nicer. The yeah, gold right. one or the like super shiny silver one.
1: I, and then yeah, now now you're down to probably something that you don't realize is the stories that you subconsciously believe to be true yeah. about
0: gold or shine or or, or, or yeah. Or it, silver or a red painted elephant yeah (laughs) which (laughs) to me has since i didn't go through that process of like discovering and reading about and everything those penta orbs yeah um and that in the elephant you have the story behind. and i have a i have a story behind the elephant so elephant has more value to me than the two penta orbs i liked it a lot better when there were three but um i do appreciate that someone went away with one so (laughs) as a gift oh yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. for sure (laughs) i mean that was hard
0: for me to give away
1: actually Uh, I still have a prime number You still have a prime number In
0: fact, I have the only even prime number Yeah, it's true So maybe 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 now they're more valuable (laughs) But it doesn't work the same The three Yeah, with a a flat surface on top I
1: really like things in threes Um, And I didn't realize why Until I started reading about uh, digital roots I'm not going to get into that Because it'll bore the fuck out of everybody But 369 Which has always captivated me Mm -hmm. uh, uh, You know, as a um tetrahedral number um nine has this magic quality in mathematics especially in in digital roots where it's like one of the only numbers where um you multiply it and it's it's um its sum is the same as its root so nine times two is 18 one and eight is equal to nine Nine times three is twenty seven two, two plus, plus seven, seven is nine, is nine. okay uh, it's a really so it's a really f- but it has like it has a history and it's cool that's totally besides the point It has a cool story behind it, yeah, right there you go and it's like it's fascinating to me so when the number pops up, especially in that tetrahedral scheme where you know three six nine to thirty is one sixty five and one sixty five is you know uh eleven uh, is the what what would you call it the um uh, proof of inference from 11 to 20 is 165. And so you keep finding these tetrahedral numbers that pop up out of nowhere, which doesn't mean a fucking thing other than it keeps my brain interested while we're doing boring shit like kettlebell swinging. Yeah. Which is why I like you, this. Because you realize
0: how, what a dead end the Fibonacci sequence is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind <laughs> or, or it of. Or it's a out of good fashion. It's pretty good. It came and went. I don't think In so. Work, okay. Okay because it's it relates to the golden ratio and the golden ratio is what no, i'm saying it
0: came and went in the fitness space oh oh right gotcha like yeah. fucked around with it a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't get any stronger so i moved oh. on to the next story <laughs> the next story <laughs> the, the, uh,
1: yeah the, i mean maybe we should start working out phi ratios that would be interesting uh that i have a funny story or
0: I'll, I'll try and get the um work this back out but uh Zach and I were talking one day on the Mm -hmm. Justice League thing about the the prime workout and Mm -hmm. how it would be great to have a workout that was only, you know, the set rep and total scheme were all prime numbers Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, hundred and eleven percent more effective than you know or whatever yeah and and then it would, then it would be sold as a program and then two years after and it would be like it, 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 it it's like from the minds of you know it'd be this like this super effective workout that you could you'd get all the results you wanted for barely you know all you had to do is memorize you know a, sequence of numbers sure. um essentially and maybe then do the work or it's something a hard I don't sequence know. of numbers to remember <laughs> it's kind of hard and there was this I just remember there was like yeah if you go like this progression but then there's this, this somewhere you gotta add this errant three um in order for, to make it work for the total oh which, right w- which was which was pretty funny and then we were just talking about that um that, that whole thing with Joaquin Phoenix where people where he went down the, the, the road of like, everybody thinks he's insane and now he's oh, fucking right. homeless and this and that. And he came back and he was just like, no, I was just fucking with you people. <laughs> and here's the movie we made about me fucking with you people. And, <laughs> We're and I was so, a Jewish rapper or some Orthodox uh, Jewish rapper. Yeah. And so then, um, and, and uh, so Zach and I would be like, okay, we'd like do this whole program. And it started with, you know, 300 and, yeah. you know, da, 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 da. Um, and then it ended here. And then two years later, it was like, yeah, we were just fucking with you.
1: Goddamn. And then. I think that uh, would work. Of course it would work. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, you would just have to get the right people to, you know, tell the cool story. And then the thing would have value and followers and believers and practitioners. And then. And then you could just pull the rug out from under them eventually
1: well here's kind of the thing that I've been on lately. or
0: sell it on to I, you know I, th- I
1: think the thing and I think prime numbers works in this because it's um, like unlike composite numbers which are you know distinguishable and predictable okay almost everything else almost everything uh, number sets or variations of number sets have um, they have an algorithm that can prove their pattern. And prime numbers do not have that. There's various ones that work it out up to a certain point and that breaks them. Like there's this one called like the diagonal rule where if you square and start to spiral prime numbers with dashes, you'll have prime numbers on the diagonals of these dashes. It's a really strange thing. And then there's one where they call it like it's the six by six, um, which is different than a five by five. (laughs) Yeah, kind of where if you plot out. I think um, these numbers in six column by a six by six grid, rows, uh, I think one and five or something, Mm -hmm. all end up being prime. And like, it's a really strange, it's super fucking weird. But- I think the reason why we like it is like we can't figure out the logic behind it. And this is why we're fascinated with humanity is I can't we can't figure out the logic behind how people act and how they behave. So therefore, we're captivated by things that we can't figure out, which is also
0: why we love coyotes. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, wait, I can change the de- gestation period and, and yeah. like and 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 the heat cycle. Yeah. Just b- by inv- by way of environmental pressure. What in the fuck? Yeah, right. It's like global warming, they're getting more
1: prolific. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they're all over the place. <laughs> I this is maybe this is the the weird thing about it. Uh, I, so predictability is scarce. That's why it's valuable. Oh. Right, like the ability and, and this is what we ruled people for, you know, tens of thousands of years was this story that we could predict the future because yeah. a few people understood the patterns of weather and understood the patterns of seasons, therefore they could say, Oh, I speak to God and this is when the rain will come and this is when this is when the growing season is. Therefore people, oh my God, he's telling and the, we still do the same thing. Well, he said it was going to rain and then it did. Right, exactly. Except we go, <laughs> oh, I get it. Well so you know the, the weather isn't predictable to to the T, but it is what would be the better word for it? Um, there's assumptions you can make about certain environments that give you a heads up on what's going on. So,
0: but, but I think that, that, that a little bit, the lack of predictability, um, comes, uh, occurs with granularity you like zoom out and you go oh, in this season it's generally like this but you can't go zoom in and go on this day right yeah, yeah. or in this hour it's going to be like this it's like oh yeah i gotta step back a little bit and yes. take a make a general view and then it can there can be some predictability um but as soon as you try to get very precise and detailed then you end up with stupid apps like accuweather and right you know, they're always wrong
1: uh, or and then you have like stuff like surf report well, which is actually one of the they, most accurate right but
0: but accuweather if you if you get the pay version yeah. it's way better apparently <laughs> <They're>, what, how <laughs> like, how do you sell that like yeah this bursts free and it never works what we were promised that no, if you pay us it will no, work no, no no this is how you this is how you do that. You play the long game. Uh-huh. You start out the free version working really, really well, oh, yeah. and then over time you degrade it and then offer the pay version, which actually got you back to the reliability of the original free version, but <sighs> you've you've socially engineered people's- It's like um, adding
1: uh, performance-enhancing drugs into like a pre-workout or something. Exactly. And then taking it out, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Get them addicted to the first success. Because it works like crazy. And then, yeah, then you take it out and start a new one. Are you saying that human behavior is predictable? <laughs> so, <laughs> I generally, I wouldn't say precisely, well, but you know, because there's some- But uh, enough it, uh, is. But, yeah.
1: Uh, well, this is, and there's like a, uh, maybe I'm saying the word, a nature of- oh, Stochastic. Stochastic, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say scholastic because it's not a teaching thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's this like nature to weather and this nature to the economy. Yes. And, and we're all so what I'm saying is essentially we just exchanged like our Mayan sacrifices, which we'll come back to later. Okay. Our Mayan sacrifices <laughs> yes. and our our like our our access to divine nature and nature itself through the channel of a God King to the Warren Buffett and the, yeah. the God Kings of today, which are determining our wealth and well being and our health and all of these things. We just have these like the Tim Ferriss is because we think he can predict how
0: we can control or influence our health and wealth. But I think a lot right now of the sort of instability mm-hmm. in, in like j- just socially, if you will, and um uh, has to do with the lack of predictability, like, mm. holy shit. Like crazy stuff has happened. Like I had this plan. Mm-hmm. I had this thing because like the, 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 the future um or, or, possible futures were somewhat predictable. And then we, and we, this came up in the, in the conversation with Berkey and Thurk about like the, you know, is life in the future going to be better than it is now? Are you an optimist Mm. or you a pessimist. And then how does that affect your behavior? And if everyone was predicting that it was going to be better in the future, if if the general consensus was that it would be that, and things were going to happen and yeah, there's going to be a war over here and there's going to be some weird shit over there. And, and, but generally heading in this more, in this positive direction without fucking curve balls that, fuck everything up like Mm -hmm. that you know (laughs) well exactly um you know when things were more predictable as much of an illusion as it was Mm -hmm. um people could make decisions about you know sort of longer term decisions about how they were going to live their lives be that you know having children be that they're you know okay what jobs you know what job path should i take how should i invest um and and then with you know pandemic and then suddenly the pandemic's no longer a thing because then there's this other you know systemic racism issue that comes up and then the you know um The the wealth gap and all these things that start getting exposed, and people are just like, fuck, the Mm. gate in the front of the community is being, you know, assaulted by (laughs) (laughs) people. Like, (laughs) they're going to take our lawns, you know, or whatever it is.
1: (laughs) um, Um, No, they're going to take your lawn care. They're taking your jobs. They're taking the lawn care. The lawn care job.
0: Yeah. But, and, and so all of that unpredictability, I think, has translated into, um, You know, a a, a lot of questioning and fear and instability in in a way that um, I I think it will have long term consequences of some unknown nature. Hmm. But I think it's just this lack of like the illusion of predictability is now gone. Yeah, and and that's what gets people to kind of vibrate uh, differently. Yeah. I I would agree with that.
1: I mean, I I even feel it, even though I feel pretty certain about the future. Okay. Not certain that it's necessarily going to be better, but that it will be survivable. Yeah. And that the quality of life won't shift as long. And here's here's the weird idea. If you don't think the future is going to be better how do you respond to that do you work harder or do you recede back in like or do you opt out yeah yeah, like what what what's your how does that change your behavior and i think a lot of people are conditioned that if they don't if it's not a guaranteed outcome they quit working hard and i think from my upbringing and my like my bias is that actually i can heavily influence my position in it the the quality your into your personal quality visa um, of future right and i think that's something that they would and not joking that's something that they would describe as whiteness like a quality of whiteness is the quality that my work has um an influence on the outcome and and for like compassionate reasons i can kind of see how that makes sense right like you start to paint this picture where you're like oh when i interact with a police officer i know it's going to be an uh, uh like it will be a fine interaction even though i don't like police and even though like there's there's not a chaotic thing that happens there but whether that's true or not just has to do with your perception of whether it's chaotic and then how i act on that chaos mm-hmm. right if something becomes chaotic we all kind of get weird and we don't behave our normal selves and I think that's what we're we saying. we don't behave in a
0: predictable way. Right, which makes the other the person, person unpredictable. Unpredictable as well.
1: And so you can kind of see how this thing, you know, lends itself. Not to get stuck on that topic. I just thought it was like an interesting... It was an aha moment for me to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I can understand... How somebody's view of the world through the the, the, the lens of their racial experience with uh, authorities or whatever would completely change how you think about yourself in the world. Yeah. Especially when the people around you, if you're from a poor community and nobody you know has ever changed their level of success or gotten out, um, how that might change your own view of what's possible but I know a lot of people who have made themselves wealthy from nothing and therefore it really probably influences the idea that I can do that for myself. Um, so when I look at the future, I think that the future will be a lot worse for a lot more people, but that doesn't mean I think that my future will be worse. And so my attitude towards it is kind of strange because like I mentioned, I was like, I really want to build a house. Um, for a couple different reasons one the investment wise because the property value in utah is changing dynamically mm-hmm. um the the hard part is the shift so if i buy property i've talked to a bunch of people about this they're like buy and hold do not build right now because the building costs are like 30 or to 40%. Higher than there. the... Yeah. Normal. So you... Like the, the idea to build a house isn't just to have a home that is yours and it's definitely not a feature of abundance. It's actually a feature of like hyper-efficiency is what I'm looking at. Like I want all of the things that I need in one place so that, you know, if things get worse, I will be better off. Okay, I can grow things, you know, be around, you know, cleaner air, stuff like that. That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Um, and... It's kind of a strange. It's a bet, right? You're like, I'm betting that I could be able to pull this off. But if I'm wrong and prices start to, they keep escalating. Uh, I can't
0: bridge that gap. So, in an un, you know, in a question based on the unpredictability of things mm-hmm. and especially human behavior. Um, so, population in Utah has just has been increasing quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to go in the last two years. Yeah, um, more so in the last year. We haven't had, and so more people, more cars, Mm -hmm. more consumption, more pollution, Mm -hmm. especially air pollution. Yes. We haven't had a bad three week long inversion here. In the last two years, and it'll be really bad. When and it's it goes. gonna when it comes, you know, next time it happens. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's gonna be, and it, you know, it does happen in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's it's more interesting, <laughs> in so winter, to speak, yeah. when it happens in winter. To, you know, when they get just a little bit of early season snow on the ground yeah. to stop the radiation and 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 uh, uh, and that sort of thing. And then so it's often like late December, early January comes, yeah. sits in for three weeks or whatever, and it gets really fucking bad and poisonous. Yeah. Mm-hmm what percentage of the population decides to bail at that point And how do you, um, let's just say, take advantage of that when they flee, I, should you still want to be here? I man or
1: I, own here. I don't think a people are that aware of the consequences of living in bad air. Okay. Um, cause they don't go outside anyway. Right. Or that's why they moved here. But. Or they're just totally desensitized to what it feels like to feel good and breathe. Consciously Yeah for, Like I think most Of the population Or they've, they've come here
0: From places with Even LA, worse yeah. fucking air Exactly Yeah
1: um, and, and so they might Not notice
0: that Therefore the, the Like Or they're willing to pay The you know Three to six weeks Of you know Inversion a year mm-hmm. For the good You know way better yeah. quality It's not like Oh yeah It's It's only 70% You know As uh, Of Let's see The air quality is not nearly this bad in Los Angeles, but it is nearly this bad year round. Yes. And if you're here in six weeks, it's super poison. And then the rest of the time it's cleaner, cleaner, then you feel all right. I I wish that
1: would scare people off. I don't think it's, I don't think it's potent enough and people aren't aware enough to realize. Like I, we looked at some land that was down in the Valley and that was Uh the one thing that I couldn't get my head around was Well, during the inversion, I don't want to be here. Like I want a house that I could be at any time And even though, you know, we're usually above the inversion, Mm -hmm. um, like visibly above the inversion, there's still obviously a negative effect from it. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's not anywhere because, because yeah, it's not as as bad. And, and, you know, when you say, look, oh, where you are or Mm -hmm. Park City or whatever, it's visibly above the inversion. Yeah. But the air is still, it's still depending along. I mean, especially depending on how long it hangs in and, and, and thickens and thickens and thickens. Um, the the one yeah. thing
1: I'm looking at is like, I, the, the thing that I, I can't, I don't have enough uh, bandwidth monetarily to um, risk the kind of thing that could take advantage of the scenario that you're talking about. Okay. What I can risk is long game stuff. So when I look at property, I go look in the long game, it's always up. Yeah. Right, like it's just a feature of, inve- like if you bought, if you bought in the nineteen eighties, right where um, where they're building normal, you know, middle to upper income family homes, right now, yeah, you'd be a billionaire. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean the in in out in Harriman, like that's some of the most expensive land now, and it was described as toxic wasteland in the eighties and nineties oh, yeah. and pro- early two thousands. Same thing with um, Daybreak out there. Great sales pitch. Yeah, right?
0: For a real estate investor,
1: yeah. Well, and that's the that's the thing. The things that are worth investing in are, are going to be... So, like, the obvious gains are already taken. Yeah. Right? Like, we looked at this piece of property that's the most beautiful piece of property I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it's in sunk. It is so... You have... A view and they cut roads in its sewer, its utilities, and then they stopped the project for some reason and they rezoned it to be a state property as opposed to mixed uh, zoning. And therefore, they really screwed some people over who owned it because they were planning. That was their investment. So now they're shedding it. It's still quite expensive. Like 10 acres is $3 million or something. (sighs) The fucking Whoa. view from there
0: yeah. is so outrageously awesome. So if you're, so top sign crest, drop okay. down the south side, first big hairpin off on the the west, is that the property? No, so th- this would be, you go to the top, and at yeah. the stop sign you go right and
1: all the way to the end, Okay, back towards like kind of the point of the like mountain. point, oh. Yeah, it's that top, it's where the neighborhoods end, that whole top section. Okay. There's 33 acres that are, that are, privately owned yeah. and 10 of those are for sale for one estate so we looked at it as in man we could probably get enough people that you could split 10 acres into 20 lots yeah and then you could make some money back and probably have your own but lot. it's not zoned that way it's not zoned it's only zoned yeah. for one estate so we went and walked the land and it was just like unreal how cool it was i don't have and this is what like our person that's helping us goes yeah. hey look if this was a good deal it would be gone already he's like <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> this is not,
1: this isn't manageable. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, just based off, like maybe, maybe, you know, the guy that could rezone this. And so you yeah. have an inside edge, but you have no inside edge here. Yeah. And that that's really what lets you know that a deal is good is because either it's not on the market and you're the only one who knows about it, or you're the only one who knows how to change, how the to market. change the, yeah. you have to manipulate it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and what he kind of advised us, like get a, get a affordable piece of property. Right, And this is kind of how he walked us through. Go to a neighborhood where the cheapest house is somewhere around, I don't know, he said like a million to $1.5 million. Okay. Build a respectable home in that neighborhood and you will have the most equity out of anybody in that neighborhood. And, and that's really what the deal is respectable
0: as yeah. in not showy and yeah exactly and you're not yeah. you're not demonstrating no. your overabundance with the waste that you are no in fact uh, you're, you, nice
1: design you got yeah. make it look beautiful you'll meet the bear there'll be neighborhood requirements and there are like yeah. so if we have a two-story house the neighborhood requirements where we're looking you need at least 2500 square feet not a finish, total yeah not a finished And that's the key is like, okay, garage, basement, all count. You don't have to finish those so you can kind of get in cheaper and do. And then we're looking at like different building materials. So we found this like Endura building material that's Mm -hmm. made in Utah and it's hyper efficient. Like it's way, it's about the same cost as lumber, but it's like light years ahead in in its temperament and strength and all of these other things. It's a really cool material you can build out. So we're starting to like go down this road thinking like, I, th- this has to be you know but we can't hedge it and just throw everything in because we don't have the cat. we only have the cash to probably just get the land and then sit and wait for prices to drop mm-hmm. but this is kind of how he's teaching us to take advantage of our position which is you can do something you can't do everything but yeah. you can do something um, and that I think I was again to bring it back to this thing I was unaware of the scenario the scenario we're in because I just thought that wealth was generated off a of massive amount of wealth. I've told the
0: story to myself that I'm not... long. You've told it to yourself long enough yeah. and, and it's been reinforced by other people telling it yeah. that it is true.
1: And he, my behavior... And it affects your behavior. My behavior yeah. matched that story. Yeah. So instead of invest... Like, instead of thinking that every dime that I make is a potential investment, every dime that I make is just a pacification into uh, trying to you know, make it okay that I'm poor, which I'm not poor by any standards, but that same idea, I have a poor mentality. It was like the first thing you identified. It goes, you think like a poor person, which is why you pay interest to other people and not make interest. And I always thought that was like really fascinating because it, I love, he's coaching me in the same way that I coach people, which is like these brutal honesties that change kind of how you see the world. Yeah. With like, but with an answer, like with a yeah, with a way out, yeah, to yeah, just change your behavior, like you know, quit doing this and yeah. or like start doing this, and so uh, I just the uh, the reason why it was important, the story thing is so important is like changing the story I was telling myself changed my behavior, and it will change the outcome, it already has changed, you know I, I mean, uh, I think drastically, yeah. I I didn't think, I wasn't even thinking about building. I was like, yeah, I had like this pipe dream to build a house. And now I think it's actually possible. And here's the funny thing about stories. If they make
0: something possible, it's a useful story for you. And if they make uh, limitations that you have to, um, that you behave within Mm -hmm. willingly It's a useful story for them.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because how, what are we using? Are you using stories to pick yourself up and move yourself forward and and to try to, you know, have an experience that other people might not be able to? Or using a story to suppress other people and make it so that there's, you know, I don't even know what it would be because I don't behave like that but it's definitely a feature of a lot of people who want to use stories to keep other people from experiencing things yeah or you know to earn
0: theirs off the back of someone else's yeah so, so i've a got a funny
1: bit. story that you probably know a little bit more about than i do okay um there was a leica lens that had an imperfection in it okay and it caused this flare Right, this this light light mm-hmm. flare that would result in a aberration, mm-hmm. but it it looked almost like divine intervention in a photograph. But yeah. Leica, being the perfectionist Germans that they are, they recalled this lens because oh,
0: we are perfect. We don't. Yeah, <laughs> that was sort of German-Russian. Oh, but, sure, you know, yeah. yeah. I get mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a lot about <laughs>
1: uh, the Bolsheviks. So okay, <laughs> the so there there was um. This lens, and they recalled it, and then actually, really, nobody sent it back. And that it made it kind of one of the most valuable lenses based off of a mistake.
0: Yeah. You had one of these, or you still have it? I still have it. What's the lens called? Because I always um, forget. So it's a 35 millimeter sumalux Yeah. Okay. F1.4 mm. pre aspheric. And they were made sort, and it, it and it's not an old one. It's not like it was a mistake from the old yeah, days. Yeah, vintage. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there were some that were made in the lights um, factory in Canada. Mm-hmm. Some of them were made in in Wetzlar in Germany. Um, some of them had a goldish coating. Some had a purple coating. And the one you want is a Wetzlar with the purple coating because that has the most dramatic aberration. Okay. Um, when it's when it's wide open and it did become incredibly valuable. when I first learned about this in October 2016, I was sitting in Chris Sharma's gym in Barcelona. Um, and my friend Nicholas said this lens, this lens, it's a made da, da, da and hmm. you'll never find one. And so I shot it. I, I took it off of his film camera. I put it on my monochrome at the time. I shot a few pictures He yeah. said, okay, wide open yeah. and check out what happens with the lights. If there's a light in the frame mm-hmm. or a source of light of some kind or, or put a light behind a person and it will look almost like divine intervention. Right. And it, like you said, um, And I was just like, holy, uh, uh, uh." you know, I kind of started hyperventilating, like, okay, this isn't a really incredible thing. And it, um, and it took me, it took me, you know, with the internet, it took me longer than usual to find one. But you did. But I did. I found it, it was in Italy. I found it on eBay. It was only $2,200. It's not bad. So, uh, this cat in, um. I've got some friends who like are looking mm-hmm. for this lens now. Ken being one yeah. of them. And uh, there's this guy that I bought a couple lenses from in Hong Kong, uh, John oh, right. Johnson. All right, telling about him, yeah. Um he had one with some and he wouldn't divulge the serial number of this lens, but it was a 35 Sumalex preaspheric da da da, mm-hmm. with and it was probably like number 6666, six, 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 you know, or yeah, something yeah, it was going yeah. to be something crazy like that. And he wanted and Ken was like uh, he said he wanted six thousand dollars for it. Oh shit! It's <laughs> like, you can't do what? That must be some fucking serial number. You yeah, know? right. Like one, two, three, four. You know, like I, who knows what it was? Um, but I know that my copy um, was made. Uh, I mean, it's in the it, in the eighties, and 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 it, it it is a very special look. But you know, a lot of people just said, yeah, this is, this is th- this is an aberration. This is a mistake. These can't. Uh, so at what point does a mistake become valuable? Um, is it based well, off the story? It's based tell? off the story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's how the story is told. And I'm going to come at this from a different angle because, because, the, because a lot of that has to do with the marketing. of of some, so the Mm -hmm. storytelling itself. Mm -hmm. And that story, whatever story gets told can create value or it can, you know, do the opposite. It can liberate your behavior as you or change your behavior as you were talking about before or it can, you know, suppress your behavior and keep you like if you, depending on the story that you tell yourself, keep you within um, a, a, a set of limitations that you believe you deserve to be in let's just say that we keep saying you know we've off, we've we say we're bad at business mm-hmm. which doesn't mean we're bad at making stuff or creating things or 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 or, or, or generating ideas and proliferating them mm-hmm. what we really mean to say there is we're shit at marketing because we don't want to do it right but when we do we do market we do anti-marketing better than you know and I've been doing it for a long long time sure. <laughs> better than just about everyone I've seen when we've talked to people and people look at our business and what we've done and what we've made and how this has been sorry the Red Bulls kicked that's in. okay um but the um and, and and what we've done for so long they're like you guys did all the, everything wrong and yet you guys do all this wrong. And you like <laughs> you you do things in a way that every marketing person who's successful and they're only successful because they've written books. They yeah. talk about how successful they are, um, you know, would say is wrong. And yet, and I think, you know, now we arrive in this in, in at this point where the mistake becomes valuable depending on how you present it and then contingent on how, what, the, the um the people who hear the the story, what they decide to do with it. and if if lights if Leica says, hey, these things are, you know, these were a mistake. Mm-hmm. these lenses you know, they have this 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 defect, what we determine is a defect because our position is, you know, this level of quality. and then and people hear that story and they go, well, you're wrong. This is a beautiful aberration, quite unique. It'll take some time to learn how to use. It'll be very easy in the beginning to overuse it, like I'm only gonna I'm I'm only gonna shoot this thing wide open and everything is just gonna be like glowy and bl- you know, uh, kind of fucked up. Um, but to use it with the precision and restraint mm-hmm. makes this lens, uh, like yeah, I don't know. There's a few thousand of them out there. That's it. And it, A, the scarcity makes it valuable. Sure. But also the way that when, when used, when the tool is used properly. Right. It's really, really something.
1: I mean, I have seen it. And uh, I mean, it makes me think two things. Um, that A, it seems like the most beautiful forms of creation are mistakes. Yes. Um, and... Also, this this the story that you told me behind this lens is always stuck with me, and now I have made a mistake with something, and and we're gonna tell a story about what it. I mean, a what it is and what it means, and so I. I mean,
0: we have, um, some things have slipped through, right? Since we started making stuff, uh huh, yeah. But the first shirt, like we 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 ate a hundred and something oh, yeah. of the original shirt. I, with I the forgot fucking, about all those, the khaki, the, the, khaki the khaki, the khaki descent shirt. Like the, I mean, it wasn't a khaki shirt. It was just like, it was supposed to be white and printing it was on black and it was like tan or khaki, <laughs> yeah. you know, descent. It was just like, man, that looks horrible. And so those, you know, I <laughs> forgot all about it, that. So, but, but that one we didn't let through. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, and so each time that we've made mistakes and we've been conscious of it, um, depending on the, I mean, you know, the, the, the the weight or the size or whatever Mm -hmm. of, of that mistake we've eaten it because it's too fucking important. Yeah. Like the number of copies of refuge that we, that we ate. Like I, I pulled one out of the plastic the other day, a hard, one of the few remaining hardcovers, um, that you know held back or whatever yeah. to give to the guys at Essential Photo and I pulled it out of the plastic and opened it and like one of the pages is to- inside is yeah. torn and I'm like so yeah. it's in the trunk of the car right now Is gonna I don't know i probably just take it out And put it in that rat hole Out back or something right. Because <laughs> um, it can't be out there Like yeah. it's, a, it's a bad example And so the number of, of copies With you know That we ate due to manufacturing defects Oh um, Jesus Or the ones it, that we've had to fix Or the ones that had, had to get yeah. fixed Or, or whatever yeah. You know it's just like We It's why the podcast studio Is the way that it is Because quality is super important to us And we tr- And although we you know, and, and then we own the mistakes that we make. Yeah. And now we're gonna allow some other people to maybe own this particular mistake.
1: Yeah, and this is, I thought about this a couple of ways. So <laughs> the first mistake was in in my excitement to get the idea out was the first mistake. And the I had two concepts that we wanted to print t-shirts on. And the first one was done and we had this deadline and we missed both deadlines anyway so it was fucking <laughs> totally pointless that this mistake happened but the, the, that we we
0: rushed yeah. and in the inorganic mm-hmm. uh, relationship with time <laughs> um, mistakes were made and or and a I,
1: and I do and this is this is a reflection about something the mistake that is apparent is not the mistake that i see which was the overall Oh concept, yeah, right. No, what you what we see is the is the symptom. It's the yeah. It's the signal. It was rushed. It w- yeah, and that was the mistake was to to try to make a time cut in order to think that I was progressing some way. Like, oh, if I can get this done by this, then this will line up. I was trying to free myself from further constraints, or just with the constraint of having to finish this thing, even though I wasn't ready to finish it. And in doing so, I bought myself more work and more time. So I so first, you
0: thought you could control something yeah. <laughs> that was going to happen naturally anyway and by pushing it along at a greater rate of speed than yeah. was tolerable um I I fucked up Ouch
1: I, so and here's the kind of funny thing it the fuck up is an extra word in, in some of the writing that's on the back of the shirt the the, the shirt is labeled a sacrifice shirt yeah um and it depicts uh, Trevor did the art for the front, which is, a, you know, the nonprofit mask that the skull that we're using. Yeah. And he did a Mayan death ritual mask on it. So it's like these layers that are uh, when he first showed it to me. It's not what I asked him for. Yeah. And I was like, oh, holy shit. That, don't change that. Leave that. Yeah. And then we'll do something with it. And then this idea came out, which was
0: to depict a but but the but that also shifted that mask mm-hmm. you know once he had drawn that mask it, it also allowed the heart for you know yes. greater than brain idea to come out of that shape or out of that yeah. idea i mean a lot of good came out of that so thank god it wasn't like for heavy sure. handed steering oh, right I, yeah exactly i mean because he i told him the concept and he kind of
1: like changed it too much okay and i was like no 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 no. i just needed this feature and i ended up doing it myself um just because i liked his idea so much that i wanted him to just stay focused on his idea yeah but i didn't know quite what to do for the back of this mayan death mask and we had talked about doing like a series of t-shirts that pay tribute to death cults yeah um and, and the mayans being like a really interesting one essentially they compete in order to win themselves, to sacrifice themselves. So it's two concepts that I've been focused a lot on recently, which is uh, sacrifice and um, and the idea, and this concept holds both. So we talked about it at the symposium, but I guess I didn't talk about it on here, where like the Hungarian word for um, victim, is essentially sacrifice right it means pray yeah and the uh, hungarian word for uh win or winner victor victor yeah is to chew like he who wins eats and so this this idea kind of came together out of learning like this concept of these words which i'll go into the detail another time because that that is its own That's podcast. Some deep water. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fundamentally interesting, but it gave me this idea of like, oh wow, the Mayan like death cult is like you're winning. You're winning your opportunity to be a sacrifice. And so the back of this t-shirt is depicting, you know, uh, some Mayans dragging a sacrifice up a ziggurat <laughs> kind of deal. And uh, then the same thing kind of came up where I was reading through one of your sermons In order to like, you know, try to put my head around how this book is going to go. Yeah. And your opening, your opening paragraph, it sounded so familiar that I was like, wait, am I in the right file? And it said, I fucking hate quitters. Right? And I was like, I swear I wrote that somewhere. Sure enough, I went back and found the article that I started and it it sounds eerily the same. Okay. Like it starts out, and maybe I was heavily influenced by reading that at one time, but the sentiment was like, we're on the same page, Mark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking
1: hate quitters. So I wanted to take your article for, which will be, you know, the essay will be in the eventual sermons book. Yes. And I wanted to take a paragraph out of that cause it was a beautiful paragraph, but I needed to take some of the details out of it to make it fit contextually. So I edited it heavily and, um, put save that away sent it to our design person who's gonna give me something back they sent it back and i had forgotten to um vectorize the font okay And, and so when i went back to vectorize the font uh i noticed that there was a typo and so i oh i had to go back to the old file find the font take it out take that word out and in the meantime i saved that file that had the wrong word in it put it somewhere else, and then I vectorized it and sent what I thought was the correct one. I thought I erased that file, but I actually just saved over the good one was my mistake that I made. And there's a metaphor right there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I get the proof back and the writing is so small I can't. I'm just looking at the like- Like the general layout. Yeah, Yeah. I'm looking, yeah, does it look right? Is the proportion right? And I wasn't really super happy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, fuck, if I do it today- Then we can get it by the deadline. Yeah. And so I was like, I pressed okay. And then I got the female version of the shirt back and I saw the back. And I almost knew it before I picked the shirt up. I knew something was wrong with it. You could feel it, yeah. I could feel what was wrong and then i was like oh the color's off on the female ones i was like that's weird and then i saw the back of it and i saw that like my eye went right to the extra word and i was like fuck i knew it i knew i did something and so i was hoping that it was only on the female shirt because they're proofed separately
0: well and it's a different fabric also so the so that so the 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 ink differential between the two different colors doesn't show up as well on that fabric as and
1: (sighs) Yeah. yeah I, it's a long way of say, basically saying, um, I got the shirt. I'm actually pretty happy with the shirt, but the word made me not be able to put it out for sale until I until I realized the importance of like realizing one's mistake. Yeah. Right? So we've talked about a little bit about what to do about this. I think
0: uh, let's we can revisit the conversation okay. from two or three days ago yeah, if yeah. you want, but I really like the one that happened this afternoon. Okay, so <laughs> so let's pretend that first one didn't. No, fuck it. the The idea is that um,
1: I can't just throw them in the trash because I'm not a wasteful person. Yeah. Um, but what I can do is offer them for sale, um, at a limited. So, so I'm going to say 50 shirts are available for sale. Okay, um, we're going back to an old model um, because I need to cover the bottom end of the shirt.
0: Yeah. Well, I think up front. So the first idea is, oh, there's a mistake. We don't want to lose everything, so we'll just sell them for we'll just sell them for whatever the cost yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like sell them for cost. That'd we'll, be we will devalue be, them. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. We we intentionally devalue them. In order not to be wasteful, like I don't, yeah. I don't know where that idea come, you know, the, that idea comes from. It's right. just like, oh, we can't send them to Nordstrom Rack or right. whatever savers or something, thing, or like to the outlet mall in Kimball Junction or some <laughs> shit, like <laughs> Do you give a nonprofit outlet mall. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, so
1: just one of the concepts I had for it's like, well, there's an extra word in it. It's worth more. I'm going to charge a dollar extra for that word. You know, so if it was a $12 word, I would charge $12 extra. Yeah. So that was the original idea. And I, that didn't really sit well with me. And I figure we go back. There needs to be a little bit of scarcity involved. And I think somebody being able to own one of our mistakes, there's some value to that. Let's do it. So I'm going to say 50 shirts are available and they're, they're $99. I'd make it a hundred, but there's an extra word and it's a mistake. Um, I think ninety-seven is the number. Oh, Okay. Oh yeah, because it is. Well, yeah, seven. It's usually,
0: it's usually a three-seven or nine, right? Yeah. Yep. Or hundred and one. Those are our two options in that zone. But I like ninety-seven. Hundred one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> one extra word. I mean, <laughs> okay. We don't need to decide to decide this now. We're in yeah. the range, and yeah. it'll just appear on the website. So fifty of these shirts. Yeah. Um. In. in uh, a variety of sizes, whichever sizes are ordered, because we can fulfill all yes. orders. With only those are going to be available for an, a, 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 a uh, higher price um, in accordance with their greater value. Right, scarcity and um, and a mistake, and what we're learning, and a, and a and a really like ninety minute rambling story to get here. I had to take a long time. <laughs> but uh, I mean we started with mistake yeah sure
1: and we're gonna end with it it took me a long time to like I'm still wrapping my head around like the importance of the mistake like we're not a big company and that thing like just spending something like that in order to get a product so that we can keep it going and keep like ideas generating you can mess it up so quickly oh yeah it's it's a huge um tax it's not like a company that can you know uh, incorrectly print a million things and just write it off their taxes exactly absorb the the, that hit yeah in some loss and i and there's something humbling about like or get, how careful we are about what we do.
0: Or just ask the freight company to dump the container at sea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we got the samples. They're all fucked up. Yeah. Lose the shipment. We'll make the insurance money back. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> There's like this stop loss kind of deal. And maybe this is to a degree some stop loss. But actually, if somebody's... Wa- I, It'll hurt every time I see it, actually. Oh, yeah. Because I'll... Th- like, it, Aaron has it already, and she wears it, and I can't even look in her direction when she's... I haven't pointed it out to anybody yeah. about the new shirt. And she's the only one who has... Oh, Blair has one, too. Yeah. Um, I figure this is the best way for me to learn my lesson about rushing and being careful, which I'm usually pretty careful, but
0: I obviously got careless somewhere. So I think, you know, as soon as we stop recording... Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go into the kitchen and I'm going to put your hand on the burner and you're going to tell <laughs> it's a, it's me a, whether it's hot or not. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I, I won't. Um, I mean, I need you to keep typing. So we'll do the palm. Yeah. Not the, yeah, not yeah. the fingertips. Yeah. I don't need gonna, the, I don't need the palms. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that. that's it. So that's what I got. Mayan death cult. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, I fucking hate quitters. It's a pretty, but it's a pretty good fucking shirt actually. Yeah, but the biggest lessons come from loss and uh, and the making of mistakes and yeah. and sitting with those mistakes. Yeah, and if um, you know, we find fifty listeners to help us out with this then oh, it'll, a piece of it'll our mistake bas- history basically reinforce the making of mistakes so that we plan to do them in the future and see if people pick up on them <laughs> but then it'll be intentional so it won't be really a mistake and I mean essentially bit... everything that we sell is a mistake like that's how we're able to write about it right or or is the result of having made mistakes having made mistakes and, and, and learned lessons yeah. thereby
1: uh, this is just like you know a couple steps before being printed material in a book that I
0: would have learned a lesson some other way. so you maybe know it's the same. The thing, <laughs> thing that has r- recent output that had me scared the most and I went and double checked so many times is um, the rejects um, sermon zine was that the QR codes would lead to the wrong oh, like, the wrong yeah. places mm-hmm. um, which now it's out and they all work and they're all, yeah, yeah um, and they're, they're, they're all useful. Uh, but that was the thing. I'm just like this is because so, I can't read it. It's a it's a weird code. Like yeah. my brain doesn't work like that. Yeah, so yeah, I have yeah. to like go through with the phone and check every single time, and um, uh, it's terrifying. And and the, yeah. the the number of those codes that are going to be in the actual sermon book, it's, it, the potential for making a mistake there, the multiplication problem <laughs> sending you to you know some uh, I don't know a political hub. <laughs> website
1: political hub <laughs> holy shit if that URL is not taken you,
0: no you kidding you could do even the same writing the orange with the white it, yeah and it's oh. nothing but just like cosplayers yeah of politicians just getting fucked <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm gonna go see if, uh, if that's available yeah, yeah. right <clears throat> all right well, cool till next time yep